0: Imagine being diagnosed with high blood pressure and instead of being handed a prescription and told to go to the chemist for all sorts of pills, the doctor instead tells you to go for a long stroll in the forest. It sounds a bit mental, doesn't it? But that's exactly what's been happening in Japan since the 1980s. Back then they came up with this term called Shinrin-yoku, which translates to forest bathing. And this isn't exactly just a wee walk in the forest so that you can clear your head and feel a bit better. There's actually a specific way of being present in the forest and being at one with nature and again, totally immersing yourself in that outside environment. And there's an amazing organisation in England which have latched on to all the benefits of forest bathing. And around eight years ago, Gary Evans and his wife set up the Forest Bathing Institute, and over these past several years, they've emerged as a world-leading body for research, training and events, and they're now working with 40 different universities studying the amazing effects for forest bathing on everything from high blood pressure to anxiety, depression and your overall mood and well-being. And they've got the ultimate aim of having forest bathing prescribed by the NHS, just like it is done in Japan. And in the words of the founder, Gary Evans, he calls it a valuable new tool to help millions. So, Gary is the guest in this week's Self-Optimised Podcast. We're going to chat to him about all things forest bathing. He'll talk us through it and how it can benefit you So let's dive into the chat right now. For anyone who's just tuning in and the term forest bathing is completely new to them because I'll be honest, it's fairly new to me. I am someone who loves getting out in nature as much as anyone, really helps me de-stress and I just feel great when I'm out. Amongst the trees, but what exactly does forest bathing
1: mean? Yeah, so as often happens, it's forest bathing is a crude translation of the Japanese term shinrin yoku. So, so it means bathing in the forest atmosphere. So you need to connect sunbathing to it. It is not bathing in water. You're not going swimming in the forest, which is the confusing thing a lot of people find. It's spending mindful slow-paced time under the canopy of trees for health and well-being so it's not a walk and chat with a friend or family member through the forest at a fast rate generally speaking it's not taking the dog for a walk unless you've got a very placid dog that is just very calm and sits down because what you're trying to do in forest bathing is just go in absorb the atmosphere ideally find somewhere to sit down and then let the birds and the animals come towards you so you actually get to experience the inhabitants of the forest as well when we're just present and quiet we actually get to see a lot of joy in the forest which if you've heard the sound of happy birds in the spring feel free to listen to them how do they make you feel generally generally it's happy so So it's not the normal type of activities that people are used to doing in the forest. And that's really so when people do a forest bathing session with us, so they come hear a bit about the science and then we take them through the senses combined with some slow, slow breathing like you might find in a mindfulness class. At the end of the session, people say, oh, the time went so quickly because they're feeling relaxed and you've given me something new to do in nature. So the primary purpose of a forest bathing visit to nature is to soak in and enjoy nature and the beauty of it. So we're going into the landscape to appreciate it. That is the purpose of our trip. And so that's the difference to generally nature and forests are a backdrop to another activity. So that would be how you define it.
0: You mentioned there that you have these forest bathing sessions where you take people out. Can you talk us through one of those sessions, what it would involve from the start to the finish?
1: Yeah, I've run, what we say, some, somewhere close to 200 forest bathing sessions or so at this point. Now we've got a team of people that are running them across the UK. So these days I run them for government departments, mental health charities, the media, NHS, etc. But even rangers... But based in a forest, if you take them on a forest bathing experience, their feedback could be something like you've given me new eyes to see this place in a completely different way. Because what most people don't understand is how our physiology works. So if we're walking at city pace in the forest, what that's doing is elevating the heart rate and raising the blood pressure so that we've got plenty of muscles available to move quickly. But what it's doing is taking a lot of the capacity away from our senses. So this is the bit that people don't read. So you have, you are paying a price for moving quickly. So if we go now, we stop or we just move very slowly, that enhances your sense of touch, sense of hearing, vision, smell. So your body puts a lot more focus into these areas. So suddenly you've got a, a multi sensory experience of the forest. The colors pop out. People say it feels a lot more like 3D vibe. Vibrant colors, smells, sounds, so you're really able to appreciate and soak in a lot more of the finer detail. Slower pace.
0: Yeah, and I'd imagine doing that as well. You get a lot more present out of your busy mind.
1: That's the relief. Yes, it's a relief for for us all. So yeah, so we've had. I mean, we've had feedback from probably between ten and twenty thousand people at this point. We've had a lot of people on the sessions. Um and, and just yeah, coming to a stop and just being present in the present moment is a great sense of relief to all of us. That's the collective feedback.
0: Hey yeah. And listen anyone listening to this right now would be like You're telling me the obvious here, Mark, we know that getting out in nature and getting into the forest is good for us, it helps us de-stress, but let's talk about the actual solid science that you guys are putting behind this now that really proves that forest bathing does do wonders for your health.
1: Well, first of all, a lot of us, I think, have more confidence in something if if there's been some research done. I mean, we all went through this educational system and, of course, studied science at school. So it's totally understandable why we want something that has some numbers behind it to give it a kind of credibility. And that might be enough for some people. So, OK, well, there has been because there's been thousands of studies that have been done internationally and now we're replicating those results. So it might be good enough. For a lot of people to encourage them to get out because that's what we, this is really about we're trying to encourage people to get out into nature get hand hands on grow your appreciation and love and be part of the future solutions or just sharing it with friends family kids grandkids get those ripples going out so more of us feeling that connection to nature because it's an inherent part of all of us and when we're not in nature if we're not in nature for long periods the research does show that it that it can put a lot of strain on us mentally yeah so we might look at it as optional but from a mental health perspective the data suggests that it's wise for us to be in nature whether that's the garden parks forest if we're lucky enough but the 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 piece that people don't really realize is that although all of us have had the opportunity to be by the coast or in a forest know that being in nature is good for us gps don't prescribe good for us in japan a blood pressure tablet that's prescribed will, will on average reduce blood pressure by about six points and they also measured a two-hour walk around there through forest bathing um, centers so going into the forest slowing down appreciating the beauty and the majesty of nature And then going back to the starting point and having your blood pressure taken at the start and the end, that also reduces blood pressure on average by about six points. So now we've got the ability to give people that come to a doctor with high blood pressure an alternative. Would you like the tablet or would you like a referral to the clinic? And that's the future that makes a lot of sense, I think, to a lot of us. So that's the one we're fighting for. And we need to identify the different health conditions where it could be a suitable alternative. And you use nature in exactly the same way with a doctor or nurse measuring physiological symptoms before and after treatment to ensure that that individual is deriving the benefits that you expect them to. Because it's very serious when you're looking after people's health. But all of this we're quite capable of doing and implementing but it's not going to be implemented until there's more data in the UK because the NHS have told us we can't use Japanese science.
0: So so where are we at at the moment then? I know that you guys were doing some work with a university down in England and they were going to be trialling some of this work that you guys are doing in, in certain health board areas. Is there research going on in the background at a lower level, which then once findings come forward it could maybe be rolled out on a grander scale to then possibly be brought out in the NHS.
1: Yeah that's what we're working towards. Well we're dealing with probably around 40 universities in the UK there's a lot of universities in Scotland interested as as well and we're, we're now exploring research with them so we've already got three peer-reviewed papers that, that we've been involved with so at at the moment my discussions are with medical schools on taking the physiological science a step forward so far we've done blood pressure and heart rate nervous system measurements but we're very interested in the stress marker cortisol and they also made the connection in japan between the chemicals in the forest air and changes in the immune system so in july 22 After three years, we got the University of Sheffield out into a semi-ancient woodland to do the gas chromatography and mass spectrometry analysis of the forest there. And they identified that there's a number of known chemicals present in the forest that are not present in the university garden. Because, of course, forests are homes of incredible biodiversity, um, particularly if they're natural forests. I mean, the range of flora and fauna is mesmerising And that leads to this incredibly rich chemical atmosphere due to all of the plants. So that's the bit that we're working on now. In terms of the research we've currently got underway, we've got a lovely student from UCL. So we've had three charities taking part in a six-week program, which is designed to help long-term positive change. And so we've been working with Catalyst, who are a mental health charity, so referring people with depression and anxiety, been working with Big Leaf, which looks after refugees, and Amber, who help homeless people. And the feedback, yeah, I mean, it does bring a tear to the eye. The, the underlying concept with, you can say, nature immersions, forest bathing, spending mindfulness in nature, is that nature is a balancing mechanism. So, it, so we do know it can work on a physiological level. We often hear, like pretty much every session you run, you're hearing on the mental and emotional levels. So when we get frazzled and stressed and feeling overwhelmed, of course that is impacting the physiological, mental, and emotional levels. So when we come to a stop, it gives a chance for our system to rebalance itself. Mm -hmm. So what that tells you is that if people have been through an incredibly difficult, challenging time in their lives, as many have unfortunately that nature has a lot to give them that's what the theory tells you when you run the sessions for people that have had an incredibly challenging time they tell you that it gave you more than even you dreamed they would get over and over again the people that need a lot of help find it in nature we were on the bbc with with young adults, with autism. The presenter was crying with their feedback. They've taken it off iPlayer now. It's a real shame. But that is the real-life reality of how nature helps all of us and why it's so critically important and why my wife and I and the team are, are determined to get the benefits to so many because if children are not getting out into nature, they're losing out on something that can help them for life.
0: Yeah, absolutely Gary. And in 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 your experience and in your own opinion, what would you say is the single biggest reason that you would encourage people to get out there and hit the forest? What is the single biggest reason for doing that?
1: Feelings of overwhelm. I think that's so so present for so many of us. Any any time we're feeling either overwhelmed, we've got a challenging situation that we can't think of a clear way to resolve it. If we're feeling emotionally challenged, if we like I've had so many stories with people with grief finding nature, the only place that was solace during difficult times. So yeah, so there's all these complex emotions that we go through. But getting getting out regularly just to stop those feelings building up so they're unbearable. And, of course, if it's parents or grandparents, like with our toddler, if we're not getting him outside, it gets a bit chaotic indoors.
0: A question I wanted to ask you as well is if we have the option of, because we're all... We're all pushed for time and we we don't all live in the countryside where where you are, unfortunately. But if someone has got the option of a small wooded area near their house or having to drive an hour to the -hmm. nearest big thick forest, what's the difference between the two? Can they still get the benefits from a local wooded area near their house?
1: Yeah, so it depends what type of benefits we're talking about. If we're talking about just, you could say, general well-being, I lived in Farringdon, right in the heart of London for a while, and the only thing that helped me keep my sanity was visiting the local park. Mm. So, so we know, the science tells us that if you're in a, a flat in a city, that you're better off having a plant in that flat than nothing. People do better with trees on the street. So, so, it, so there's a pyramid Right, when it comes to nature immersion so what you should use what you've got that's easily accessible and get out as regularly as possible if you can whether that's the occasional trip out or a holiday try and get out in find areas of natural woodland ideally ancient woodland if possible or bigger forests whether that's plantations, secondary woodland the ancient woodland is where well, I was referring to this incredibly complex atmosphere of the chemistry. But we need to do the research to ascertain the benefits. But part of the reason, so when we're saying, well, yes, we know going for a walk in the woods is good for us because we feel better afterwards. So the chemistry of the of the air, and of course, it's the home of fresh oxygen. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of people also don't get access to fresh oxygen. So the trees are obviously providing that. So, yeah, so the message is basically whatever you've got at your disposal that you can get into regularly, please use it. And if possible, get out into bigger forests when you can.
0: Yeah, and, and just, again, to differentiate between people hurrying through a wooded area at a park on their lunch break and, and, and mm-hmm. still being busy and getting through there quickly, let's just remind people of the, the whole forest bathing concept where they're slowing down they're taking in everything round about them. They're being under the canopies. Give us a bit of a reminder of that as well.
1: Yeah, so if you want to derive the benefits and get sensations of, you can say, enjoyment, joy, relaxation, then it's coming to a stop or or at least paying attention to your surroundings. Yeah, so, so you can obviously get physical exercise benefits for going for a walk, but we're talking about trying to lower the heart rate so that you're getting this balancing of the system. So if you, whether it's going into a, a park, finding a bench if you want to sit on the grass, and then just seeing what birds or animals are present. I mean that's what I find enjoyable. But you might enjoy just looking up at the sky and soaking in the bit of sun if you can. But but the other thing, of course, you can do is pay attention to the plants and really focusing on the colours. Come yeah, to a yeah. stop.
0: Yeah, Gary, brilliant. Listen, it's been amazing chatting to you. We'll just wrap it up now. If you let people know where to find you, your website, and tell us a bit more about the work that you guys have got planned for the rest of the year.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's Institute. That's the, the website. We do a lot on Instagram. give credit to my wife and the team, so regularly sharing tips, and information on our training courses. We're doing our training course in Wales, and then we'll be in Scotland in September. We've found an incredible training base in Aviemore because, Mm. yes, Scotland has the last intact area of the the Great Forest that basically went from Scotland all the way down to Portugal way back in time so yeah so so home homes of golden eagles and red squirrels so yeah we're we're greatly looking forward to getting up to scotland and then we'll be training in the south of england towards the end of the year for the rest of the year it's basically meetings with universities we've got universities coming across from thailand and taiwan and and different places to see how we because we've been running sessions for referrals from the nhs Um, and social prescribing and charities and there's great interest in getting the benefits of nature to those that most need it from across the world so this kind of growing bubble that the research that we're generating gives a lot of people confidence so we're hoping the UK can really be an example of what's possible on this side of the planet because we are working up at house of commons and house of lords level so talking to policymakers getting more involved on that front as well and hopefully all of this will lead to to more government advertising on these benefits that have been established and are known to encourage people to take advantage of them
0: and just finally what's the, what's the big vision for you then we've obviously seen in japan they literally prescribe for bathing, getting out in nature. Is that the ultimate goal for you guys to have something similar here?
1: Yes. Yeah, we've got a few things we're working on at the moment. Basically, community centres and clinics in in nature that are close to, obviously, population centres because we're already using electric minibuses. We get funding for that as well take people to the forest and and back so you you can get people to these type of centres one way or another. So really scaling up the amount of people that have access to these spaces, because it's about education and empowerment. When you come on the forest bathing session, we're trying to educate people and empower them to carry on after the session. It's not about being reliant upon us. So, yeah, so educate them to help others in a small way, and really get the ripples going out. The most powerful thing that we're really trying to do, we did some re- did some research with BBC Earth, and we found out that when we hold people's hands and when we hug them, what's happening at that point in our body is releasing the love hormone oxytocin into our brain. So when we are hugging people and holding their hands, we are basically growing the depth of love we have for that individual. And it's no different with nature. If we're not in nature, if we're not spending time with nature, we don't have a relationship with nature, why would we protect it? We protect people and things that we love and care for. So getting out into nature, touching it, if you want to, hugging it, but it's good enough to be touching nature. If you're hands-on with nature, what's going to be happening is it's releasing oxytocin into the brain and so we're lo- lo- loving nature more by the end of that interaction. So if it's regular interaction of hands on with nature, then we develop that love and hopefully we can become part of the solutions.